Hey, I'm so glad you joined me today on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. I am Esther, and the reason I am here giving this podcast to you is so that you can discover true, simple, and sustainable path to whole health. And that includes more energy. Energy is the currency of health. Without energy, you don't have health. And a lot of people with Hashimoto's, that is their number one complaint, is I don't have any energy. Well, today, May 25th, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, is World Thyroid Day. And in honor of that, we are going to go back to the very basics of what is a thyroid? What is it? What does it do? Why does it matter? What can I do about it? What problems can arise from it? I'm going to answer all of those basic questions, the questions which sometimes we don't even ask because we're like, well, that's like too basic. Nothing is too basic. When you have a good understanding of something, then you can take action. And I always, always, always want you to be able to take action because you are in charge of your own health. You are the CEO of your own wellness care or your own health care. And I want you to be able to make informed decisions about what to do next. What is going to be able to help you improve your energy and your overall wellness? So question number one is, what is a thyroid? Well, a thyroid is a butterfly-shaped gland at the lower part of your neck in the front. You probably have seen butterflies on a lot of things that they're talking about, Hashimoto's or thyroid or Graves' disease, and you might wonder, why is it a butterfly? Why is it always a butterfly? It's a butterfly because that's the shape of your gland. It has like two sides of it. Now, typically, you cannot see your thyroid gland. If you can see it, that means it is enlarged. It means something is going on and needs to be addressed. As thyroid problems become more and more prevalent, I don't know about you, but I start to look at people's necks because when you notice the outer third of somebody's eyebrows thinning and a little swelling at the base of their neck, you can be assured that they have thyroid problems. They might not know it. Don't don't go up and talk to them about it. Um, but when they're talking about energy or fatigue or metabolism slowing down, all of these typical complaints, you might want to ask like, hey, have you had your thyroid checked? And then they might say, well, yeah, my doctor did TSH and he said it was fine. So I guess it's not my thyroid. And then you maybe you want to refer them to a couple of my podcast episodes where I talk about why TSH isn't the only lab that matters. On Instagram, I commented on somebody's post and he he said that. He said he's only concerned about his TSH. He had his antibodies checked once and they were elevated. So he's like, well, once elevated, always elevated. So I'm not going to recheck those. He had never heard of reverse T3 and didn't know to monitor that. There's so much that I teach you on this podcast so that you can take action and that you can take control of your own health because relying just on TSH is not a full picture of what's going on and it doesn't put you in control. It actually puts you behind and you do not want to be behind in your health because it's a lot harder to catch up. It's a lot harder to heal than to work on prevention or catching things right away. So I guess I just went a little deeper than answering the question, what is a thyroid? But their thyroid is that butterfly shaped gland. You shouldn't be able to see it. What does it do? Great question. It controls your endocrine system. Endocrine is a fancy name for hormones. Your thyroid is like the master hormone controller. 
when somebody checks your TSH, they are checking what your pituitary gland is putting out. Your TSH is not actually thyroid at all. Your TSH is from your pituitary gland. So you can think of the pituitary gland, the TSH, and your thyroid as a thermostat and heater. So what does a thyroid do? It's like the heater. Your pituitary gland is saying, hey, I need it hotter. I need the lights on. I need more energy. And your thyroid is like, oh, cool. Okay, let me do that. And then your thyroid pushes out more thyroid hormones, which go to the cells in your body and turn them on. They activate the mitochondria. The mitochondria are in charge of the energy production of your cell. And of course, your cell can't work if it doesn't have something providing energy. So your thyroid is like the heater of your body. Your TSH or your pituitary gland is like the thermostat, turning the heat up, turning the heat down, telling the thermostat or telling the heater, hey, it's time to turn on. It's time to kick out more heat. That is what your thyroid is. It is the controller. Well, I guess in that analogy, the pituitary gland is like the controller, but (laughs) sorry to confuse you. I don't want to confuse you here on this podcast. But I can't talk about your thyroid pushing out thyroid hormone without talking about the pituitary gland. You know, everything in your body is connected. And there's never one thing that controls everything. Never. Everything is so interconnected. And I love that because there's always always things that you can do to take forward steps in your own health. There are always things that you can address. And when you get overwhelmed, when you're like, oh my goodness, there's like a thousand things I could be doing. Well, then you take it back and you're like, what's one thing I can do today? And I'll tell you one thing that you can do today in honor of my birthday, which is in June, I am giving you a free gift. Anybody who schedules and has a Hashimoto's health session between now and the end of June, I am giving you a free second session. I want you to do what we talk about in that first session. We're going to sit and you're going to tell me what's going on. We're going to look at all the different things that you can do and you're going to choose one thing that will move the needle forward that will help you take your next step on that path to health. Well, the second session, we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to check in on how did you do from session one until now? Did you take that step? Or did you just like, yeah, well, I was supposed to do that and I didn't. And then we can talk about why not. Do we need to make it simpler? Do we need to talk about an obstacle? How can we troubleshoot this so that you can have more energy, so that you can feel better? We all want to feel better. We all want more energy. So between now and the end of June, anybody who schedules and has that first session will get an automatic second session two weeks after that. So that's the what is a thyroid and where is a thyroid, but does everybody have a thyroid? No. Some people have had their thyroids removed, and that's usually due to cancer. And if the thyroid is removed, then that person is on medication for life. You cannot function, you cannot live without the thyroid hormones. They are necessary for life because like I said, they are the ones that turn on the mitochondria. The mitochondria are the things that power your cells, that energize your cells. And if your cells are not working, then you are not working, aka dead. So I mentioned thyroid cancer. That is one of the things that 
can affect your thyroid. There are a couple different things that can cause problems for your thyroid. Cancer is one of them. Another thing is your immune system attacking your thyroid. And that autoimmune attack can be two different things. It can be Graves' disease, where your thyroid puts out way too much thyroid hormone, turns the heat way up in your body. You're going to have super fast metabolism, which I know you're like, oh, that would be good. No, it's actually not good. It leads to a lot of problems. Um, your heart rate is going to go high. There's a lot of things that are going to go too fast and your body is always at a perfect balance too much or too little is not good so graves disease is your thyroid putting out too much hormone hashimoto's or hashimoto's thyroiditis that is the other autoimmune condition that affects the thyroid now hashimoto's can result in hyperthyroid which is similar to graves where it's putting out too much or it can be hypothyroid where it's too low and then your body is running slow. The thing about Hashimoto's is you can have a mix. You can have hyperthyroid symptoms and hypothyroid symptoms because of the destruction of your thyroid gland. So those are a couple different things that can affect your thyroid. And who does it affect? I'm trying to go through the who, what, when, where, why, how on this podcast episode. So let's talk about who. Well, I mean, 100% of people have a thyroid, and if they don't, it was removed on purpose and they're on medications. So everybody has a thyroid, but what about who has problems? It's typically women. A lot of men do too, but when you're looking at the ratios, the bigger percentage of people who have thyroid problems it is women. And thyroid problems in women can develop at any time, but it typically happens at three different stages of life, and these are called the three Ps, puberty, pregnancy, perimenopause. And when you're talking to people and you find out that they have a thyroid problem, they often tell you that it started in their teens or in their 30s or in their 50s and 60s. And what happens at those different times? Puberty, pregnancy, and perimenopause. Of course, all of those things, puberty, pregnancy, and perimenopause, there's a wide range of when that happens for different women, but that's typically when your thyroid problems start. And why is that? Well, it's because estrogen starts to change, starts to change in amount. And estrogen is linked to thyroid problems. That's why more women have thyroid problems than men. And you don't want to take away your estrogen, then you cause a whole host of other problems. You can't take away anything in the body without affecting something else. The other population of people who deal with thyroid problems are people who live in areas where there's not enough iodine or where there's iodine deficiency. That's the fancy way that we describe it. But back, I don't know, many decades, they started adding iodine to salt. And now that iodine deficiency has gone away for the most part, but not completely. So why is iodine deficiency associated with thyroid problems? Well, it is because your thyroid hormone, the T4, that's the thing that pr is produced by the thyroid, it is four molecules of iodine. That's where you get the four in the T4. It is four molecules of iodine. So obviously, if you do not have the main component of the 
hormone, then your body is not going to be able to make that hormone because it doesn't have the ingredients. So in areas of the world where there was not enough iodine, then they had more thyroid problems. Now, this also can be seen with selenium deficiency because selenium is used for a healthy thyroid. Vitamin D is also crucial for a healthy thyroid. Now, your your thyroid gland itself does not use a vitamin D to produce thyroid, but vitamin D is crucial for a healthy thyroid. So when you're looking at populations, uh, people who have low vitamin D levels or are deficient in minerals, minerals such as selenium, they are going to have more, th more thyroid problems. And that kind of leads into the last question I have, which is how to care for my thyroid. Most of us don't ever think about your thyroid. It's just not part of it. I mean, we can't see, hear, smell, taste, touch it. It's just there, but hidden. If you can see it, I already said, then that indicates a problem. So the thyroid usually just functions as it's supposed to. You never pay mind to it until you have a problem. But let's say you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, well, I don't have a problem, but I want to make sure I can care for it. Or you have kids and you want to make sure that they have this head start and they can take care of their thyroid. The number one thing is to know your genetics. Thyroid problems are genetic. I have a couple episodes about genetics because your genetics do not determine your destiny. Genetics are only a part of the picture. With epigenetics or nutrigenomics, you can turn on and off genes. You can learn how to take care of your genes so that they function properly. So take a look at the episodes. I will put links down or titles down in the show notes so that you can see which ones, but pretty sure I have one that has genetics right in the title. Um, so that's number one, know your genetics. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I found out at that time that thyroid problems run on both sides of my family. Both my mom and dad's side of the family have thyroid problems. I didn't know that until I was diagnosed. And then people come out of the woodwork, they're like, oh, I have that too. In fact, it is so common so very common. And some people don't even associate this medication that they take every single day with thyroid problems. They've just been taking this levothyroxine or Synthroid for so long. It's just part of what they do. And they don't think about the fact that they have thyroid problems. And I don't quite understand how that can be. But taking care of thousands of people in the emergency department and asking them, you know, do you have any medical problems? And then you go through their medication list and they list off Synthroid or levothyroxine. Like, well, you have thyroid problems. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess. Like, you've been taking this medication for your thyroid. You have thyroid problems. So it's, there's a little bit of a disconnect and I blame that on the medical system because they don't tell you that you can do anything about your thyroid. They don't tell you that it's something that you can take action on. They're just like, ah, oh, here's your medication. Come back so that we can check your labs and adjust your medication. They never tell you that you can actually heal because you can. It's just not talked about and that drives me crazy. In fact, that's one reason I created my Hashimoto's 101 guide is so that you know what to do. You know what is Hashimoto's? What can I do about it? What should I do on day one? I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Well, I created that guide so that you have a blueprint of 
you know, this is what Hashimoto's is, and here's where to start. I give you some resources in there. And then, of course, you can always schedule a Hashimoto's health session with me, and we can walk through your particulars so that you can take your next step on getting more energy. So the first step in taking care of your thyroid is to know your genetics. And then you're not a slave, you're not determined by your genetics, you can take action. So how would you take action? Well, reduce inflammation. Hashimoto's thyroiditis is the full name of Hashimoto's. Typically we just say Hashimoto's, some people say Hashis, but if you look at the very ending of that, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, anything ending in itis is inflammation and you can control the inflammation in your body. Inflammation will happen to different people differently. Some of that is genetics. Like where are you most susceptible genetically? And if you are susceptible in your thyroid to that inflammation, well, you can take the same steps as somebody else who has, you know, arthritis. Again, with that itis. Anything ending with itis, you need to control your inflammation. One easy not easy, maybe simple way to do that is through your diet. Cut out processed foods and increase your greens, increase your veggies. All of those colorful foods, your vegetables in particular, are going to lower the, the inflammation in your body. And anytime you have inflammation, anywhere it is, as long as you have an itis, you want to lower inflammation. Another way to lower inflammation, specifically if you have um, thyroid problems is cutting out gluten. And I need to do an episode on that in the future because it's huge. Gluten, it is inflammatory. It's inflammatory even if you don't think you have gluten problems. It's inflammatory. If you have thyroid problems, especially if you have autoimmune thyroid problems, then gluten is very bad because at the molecular level, gluten can be confused with thyroid and then your body can start attacking it. That can start, it can trigger an autoimmune problem or it can worsen it. So if you have thyroid problems, it's something that you, that would absolutely be beneficial. Is it easy? No. Is it easier now than it was a decade ago or 20, 30 years ago? It is easier, but it is isolating. It makes you a little lonely when you're eating because you can't eat everything that everybody else is having. And like I said, I'll do an episode on that in the future. Um, I already talked about vitamin D and selenium. So something else that you can do to take care of your thyroid is just making sure that you are getting enough of those micronutrients that your body needs in order to do what it's supposed to do. You want to give your body the ingredients that it needs. I do this every single day by taking a multinutrient. It's not necessarily a multivitamin because it has vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients in it. Also, it is time delivered or separated. I take a specific one in the morning and a specific one in the evening because a lot of vitamin products have things that actually compete against each other. So you're taking this one pill, but it's competing in your body and inactivating some of the things that you just took. Um, so I take this rise and reset system so that my body gets the ingredients that it needs. I also take a vitamin D and the dual synergizer, which I talked a lot about in the mitochondria episode, that dual synergizer activates my mitochondria. It helps my mitochondria be healthier. And then it also lowers oxidative stress, which is at the root of inflammation. 
That is what I personally do for my health because I know that I need to give my body what it needs. Now, you might choose to support your body and your body's needs differently, and I'm not prescribing, I'm not recommending, I'm not diagnosing or anything on this podcast. Uh, If you want to look at the things that I take, there is a link down in the show notes if you are looking at this on my blog, which I apologize, I am behind in getting the transcripts up. Um, It takes me... It takes me quite a while to do those transcripts. And then if you get my emails, you saw my problems with chat GPT. I tried to use it to save me time and it ended up like slowing everything down because it was changing the message of this podcast. Can you believe that? Like I asked it to separate my transcript into paragraphs and what it did is it took out huge chunks so that the message of the podcast episode went from you are the CEO of your own health. It transformed from that to like find a doctor and trust the labs. It was crazy to read. But anyway, you can find links to anything I talk about down in the show notes or on the blog. There's one last thing you can do to help your thyroid, and that is to reduce endocrine disruptors. And I went into those on episode 32, talking about you know how to clean without screwing up your thyroid. Uh, endocrine disruptors, so hormone disruptors, would include things like nonstick cookware, um, carpets, basically anything that has a coating to make your life easier actually makes your health more difficult. There's also endocrine disruptors in personal care products and actually lots and lots and lots of different things. So head over and listen to episode 32 if you want more information on that. So that's the who, what, when, where, why, how of your thyroid. I hope this was helpful. And I hope that you feel empowered to take that next step on your own health journey. I hope that you have seen through this episode and other episodes that I've given you that you do not have to just like accept a diagnosis of Hashimoto's and then move on with your life taking medications forever. You can take action to help your body do what it was supposed to do and your body is always working to figure out what's going on. Your body is always working to come back in balance. Your body is always working to heal and restore. We just have to give it the tools and sometimes we're not going to be able to heal and restore but we can always be doing something to improve, to be giving our body what it needs, to taking care of ourselves. That is one thing that you get to do as the health, as the CEO of your own health. So I will see you back here next time on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. And hey, if you haven't left a review or even just a five-star rating yet, if this has been helpful, would you take a couple minutes to do that? My goal for my birthday month of June is to hit 50 ratings and reviews, and I'm only in the 30s right now. So If this has been helpful, would you do me that favor? Because what that does is it tells the platforms that this is a podcast that people like to listen to, and so they will show it to more people so that the news can spread, that you do have control, that you can take another step on the path to health. You're not a victim to your genetics, but you can do something. I will see you next week. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.